Hello, everybody. I am. <laughs> hey, you know who I am. You know who I am. I am Don, and and I'm Bo. R- Racer X, my long <laughs> unknown to me, he is my long lost brother. <laughs> Just leave this. I love it. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's been a while since you guys have seen me. Um, yeah, I've been working a whole lot. Yeah, a whole lot. And uh, but you know what? The Sunday has always been our standard mm-hmm. Sunday yeah, yeah, spot, yeah. except for when it was a Saturday podcast. Oh yeah, that was the it case. was originally a Saturday podcast, but now it's a Sunday There's podcast. Like two people who will correct you on that. Oh, from our loyal fan base, daughter of Wiki. <laughs> um, Sunday's always been our standard. Uh, we were we're we're live once again, and uh, we're going to talk about a game that I played in my youth. Yeah, I played. Uh, the first time I played it was I saw uh, one and two were in a discount package for uh, ten bucks at Walmart. Oh, that's a good feeling. Uh, that's a super good <laughs> feeling. Yeah, um, right next to uh, Barbie's d- Mystery Adventure. <laughs> no, it was. You know, you remember the little single disc they used to have, yeah. and they were like Jewel Quest. Well, Fallout one yeah. and two was there, and we're talking about Fallout. And um, this wasn't that long after the release. This was maybe the year 1999, so they were still fairly new. I don't know why they were so cheap at Walmart in Boonville. But anyway, I put them in, and uh, there was cuss words, sex, literal drugs. Lots of them, yes. Um, Lots of sex, lots of cuss words. Um, The Bethesda versions are very PG-13. Yeah, compared to, I actually have notes just so I can remember all the things they packed into that little disc. Yeah, um... So uh, we're going to start with Fallout 1. That's going to be the first one. Yeah, we're, gonna we're talking Next about Fallout week, we'll talk about 1. Fallout 2. Yeah, you know, and the real uh, one, and then the realer one. Fallout 1 <laughs> has such a simple post-apocalyptic premise. Yeah. You're running out of water. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I know. <laughs> the, the I know. The, your boss comes up to you and says, hey, Joe, are you busy? <laughs> Dude, it's... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> We got a hundred and fifty. Oh, I think he actually says we have four to five months of water left because our water supply, our water supply is running out because you have something called a water chip which regulates the water supply for Vault Thirteen. Unfortunately, you were supposed to get mul- more of those as replacement parts, but corporate messed up and sent you more of something else instead. This is before we know all this bullshit that Fallout 4 pulled with the vaults and the truth about the vaults and stuff like that. Yeah, that kind of comes like they, they kind of come into that a little bit with Vault with with Fallout 2, like the president of the Enclave will talk mm-hmm. about some of the experiments, but they're not out, out and out wacky like they are in 3. Yes, they're just stupid and wacky in 3 and 4, but um the game if you could believe it, the game used to have a much more um it's still wacky, but not in stupid ways. It's wacky, but there's still a very legit science fiction. They didn't, you know what? It was 50 sci-fi in the way that the story moved and everything. It wasn't 50 sci-fi in the fact that it shoved this imagery down your throat. Yeah. That it, didn't make any goddamn sense. It trusts you to understand that there's a Monty Python reference tucked away in there somewhere. <laughs> Precisely. It's it's. I think that's two, though. Yeah, that's two. Yeah. Where there's, Fallout 2 is really fun, but... <laughs> Fallout oh, One God. is a lot more serious, and um, you know, the, the, one of the big things I didn't really, I, I grew to hate about Fallout Three was once you explore the map, it has that Skyrim feeling, like okay, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is. Like I, I keep thinking in this huge, beautiful brown world, that there'd be <gasps> something cool. And I think I found that something cool, and it was the Republic of Dave. <laughs> 
Oh, God. <laughs> okay, that was it. <laughs> that was the game. <laughs> don't know, don't see the big... Oh, yeah, and uh, Liam Neeson was over there for like a hot minute, and then he... Like uh, he he actually had like a character in the story, but then his story ended and the game kind of went going anyway without him. Oh, dude! And the last boss is so sad and fall. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm gonna say about Fallout Three. I walked in on the last boss when you walk into that room, and I glit I I, I twitch shot like I was like, oh my god! And I shot him, and that was it. <laughs> that was the boss. Um, you know what? And it doesn't make any like the mutant would have been fine. Let's just put a lid on that and talk about that at the end of this because we're going to tell you a good story and then we're going to cap it with the terrible ending of that story. So, yeah, like you have been selected to leave your home to go out into the wasteland. It's 84 years after nuclear war. You, and no one's been out. No, no one, one has You'll be left. the first one to have ever done it. Vault 13 has... Is a working vault. It's uh, you find out in Fallout Two. It's the control vault. It was, wasn't supposed to mess up. It messed right. up because of corporate. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you are you get like you they give you some basic supplies and tell you to go out there and find a water chip. And they do, and you're not given a pointer like in Fallout Three. You're not given a quest pointer and given the exact longitude, latitude, go to this specific pixel. Right. There, like there is they, they, your overseer tells you, hey. The best place to find a vault water chip would be another vault. Makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. We know that there is another vault, Vault 15, that way. He marks it on your map and says, good luck. So as you're trucking on the little overworld map, you pass another place called Shady Sands. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, there's civilization. There are people who are rebuilding. They're not waiting for somebody... <laughs> to pop and out. You of had no idea this was going on in this. I want to frame that perfectly. Yeah. Like you, you guys didn't know anything that was going on. Yeah. For all like all the only things you've seen since leaving your vault is a rad scorpion. Mm -hmm. A giant a monster. Like, okay, are there people out here? Well, yeah, there are. There's a whole community right there. Mm -hmm. It's not my mission. I'm gonna go to Vault 15, find the water chip, and go home. <laughs> you don't you don't go to Shady Sands? Uh, not you don't have to. I always fuck around to go to like, Shady Sands. You, you, I I, I the way the game is framed, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I always do that. But yeah. like, you could also role play in character. That's not my job. So you go to Vault 15, <laughs> right. and then you realize, okay, I need a rope to get down to the lower levels. Well, let me rack my brain. Humans make ropes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember that from my uh, history of Boston. <laughs> 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 so... Um, Let's go back to that Shady Sands, which we've uncovered, which it's impossible to miss if you're playing the game. Mm -hmm. And the game doesn't tell you. He, like, there's no text box that appears like, you Vault know. Vault dwellers, you need a rope? Shady Sand, you know, people Check make out, rope. Like, there's Mega man, people <laughs> make rope. <laughs> uh, so you go to Shady Sands to burn. Oh my god, Mega Man Legends is post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it is true. I yeah. just now like it's very apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. <laughs> There's eight apocalypses crammed into that. <laughs> One for every X game, basically. Uh, uh. But but yeah, you go just go to Shady Sands and like, hey, I need a rope. Well, we need some uh, anti-venom from rad scorpions. Okay, I have that. Here you go. Isn't this Here's a rope. Isn't this a town with Tandy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's a, uh, she's got voice acting, and she's got that weird '90s CGI face. She's mm -hmm. sp she's spunky. She's basically Jubilee. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the uh, same level of. I believe her dad is in charge. Eridesh. Yes. Yes. Kind of a cool. 
these uh, Shady Sands is um, actually I have notes from the Fallout Wiki because there are people who are bigger nerds than I am who have done the work. So. <laughs> Thank you, nerds. Uh, <laughs> um. So Shady Sands is one of the groups that came out of Vault Fifteen, that vault that you just came out of, which makes perfect sense. They didn't go that far. Right. They found a good spot to <laughs> set up uh, shop. Yeah. Vault 15 was once occupied by an enormous number of people of different ideologies and cultures. The overcrowding and diversification led to different groups. This leads to several leaving over the course of a period of time, including the Cons, the Vipers, and the Jackals. All the Cons? They're all, gang- they're all gangs. The Cons? It's kind of interesting, yeah. Kind of ironic, considering mm. what happens later in Vegas. Yeah, but yeah well, everything's kind of ironic. New Vegas, by <laughs> the way, is a real Fallout game. We'll, yes. we'll frame that. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Lastly, the people who founded Shady Sands. Um, so, Shady Sands uh, is not particularly advanced. They're not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they use their Garden of Eden creation kit to make a farming community. Mm-hmm. And they've got uh, a doctor. They've got a, ses- they've got a system of education. Then there's a guy with a, a guy, Ian, with a leather, get- with a leather, leather jacket, and he's good, who's good with guns. He'll say he's good with a submachine gun, but don't give him a submachine gun, <laughs> or he will, or he will cut you in half. <laughs> like, a, yeah, and it's it's fine. You get a rope, you go back to Vault Fifteen. Uh, turns out there's no water chip there. <laughs> of course, of course. So what are you gonna do? Well, you're just gonna look. You're just gonna explore. Mm-hmm. Now, um, there's another place. Like, there's also that mission where you uh, save Tandy from. The cons, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it, it's fine. You save, you save her because she's, she wants to go explore the world like you, but she's young and she's jubilee. She doesn't have any cool powers, so, mm. so you got to Wolverine her back to the village, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and so the next place you might run into, just exploring the map naturally, is a place called Junk Town, which is, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, suitably called Junk Town because it's made out of junked cars, mm-hmm. just big walls of junk cars. And uh, a cool guard at yeah. the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? This is civilization. Most of these guys have probably never seen a computer in their life, but there's a chance one of them might know about a water chip. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, they've got salvage here. <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. So you go in and, you know. That's really what the game's about is asking around yeah, about this. It's like, a very. Like, do you have RAM? <laughs> I would like to play Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, you run into this really cool sheriff kind of character. I love him, Killian Darkwater. Yeah. Yep. Most people find what they're looking for. <laughs> you walk into his shop slash law office, right. and he's like, and, "Like, there's no quest marker, but some guy just kind of walks in and tries to shoot him." And you don't have to get involved, mm-hmm. but you just looked into this man's dreamy eyes. <laughs> Some people, most people find what they're looking for. Oh, I think I already have. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, you, of course, you help Killian kill this guy who just barged into his shop and tried to shoot him. And then Killian explains, yeah, that's probably because Gizmo, the local casino boss, is trying to kill me because I'm cramping his business. Well, that's. You know, let's go talk to Gizmo and get his side of the story. <laughs> I want him dead because he cramps my business. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, and his CGI portrait yeah, is beautiful. He's so, he, like, he's like the animal farm where you look like you, you take a pig, you put him next to that guy. I can't tell the difference. It's Socialism's like, bad. That's what I'm getting from this. He looked like Chief Wiggum from <laughs> Simpsons. I want him dead because he cribs my business. Love that that line read. And, of course, the natural inclination is to kill this guy because Killian's cool. Right. But in the end game, uh, Killian keeps the town isolated and it kind of goes to shit because no one wants to move there and just live under his authoritarian rule, whereas Gizmo, <laughs> as despite being objectively a bad person, <laughs> attracts population growth. And... <laughs> This is sort of like, uh, th- this is what was interesting about Fallout was there, it's not a moral choice game in the sense that you have like good and bad options. And yeah. There's some, now you have the karma system, but it's not necessarily like a, it's like the only way to get bad karma thing is like to kill villagers. Yeah, for no reason. Like for no reason. But, um, uh, but it's interesting in that these quests don't always have squeaky clean outcomes. Like it, yeah. Fallout is one of those games where it's like, RPGs are always about saving the world, but what was interesting to me about Fallout was that, like, there ain't no saving this world, man. Like, it fucking sucks, and that's just the way it's going to be forever. And that, to me, I think, is the heart and soul of the Fallout series, and the reason why 3 and 4 fail so badly is because you do save the world, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) Like, Like you could do things that have a real impact. That's that's a huge deal, but generally it's not going to be cut and dried A to B great man theory of history it's like you nudge things right, you're a right, variable right um anyway. oh that's perfect your your character's a variable yeah. in fallout one mm-hmm. that's and i think that's what uh, new vegas did so well again it just so happened you were a variable interacting with the one the great man of history <laughs> of course the house always wins ladies and gentlemen it's because you have that your connection to the MacGuffin <laughs> is what's makes you cool right you made your last delivery, kid. You can have a MacGuffin <laughs> in a story. Just don't make it your main character. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, it, if, oh, God, if, uh, if, like, if Josh Sawyer and Chris Avalon had been, you know, behind New Vegas, it would have, like, House would have been said, you're important because you're my long lost son. R- oh, God. Yeah. Only you can decide the fate of the Mojave. But instead, it's just House, look, you know where this coin is. You right. probably have a good look. You want revenge and and money, I assume. I can, I can work with this. <laughs> the oh gods. no, you wanted power too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. But you. Uh, spoiler alert: You don't find the chip in Junk Town. No, no. You don't even find a good lead. There, you don't even find a car that comes in. That comes in the second game. <laughs> it's a town made of cars. Yeah. <laughs> Water, water, and not a drop to drink. <laughs> Speaking of water, there is a good place to get water, and it is the hub, a major commercial town. <laughs> Sorry. There's a bunch of caravans. Uh, th- they go to all the different little hovels. Is this the towns. one with the wicked awesome mutant character? Uh, no, I think that's the second one. That's right. Uh, there is, of course, Harold, mm-hmm. who is um, kind of a mutant. He is uh, a ghoul. He's got a little sapling growing out of his head. Mm-hmm. It's a little distressing, but hell, people have worse problems in this universe. <laughs> and ghouls, of course, are the people who got irradiated and turned into the comic book version of what radiation does to you. Right. But whereas you look like you have radiation poisoning, but guess what? You're actually immortal. Right. So, 
<laughs> uh, good luck with that. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, we should mention this is not a hard science fiction game. And to be fair, there is another reason that ghouls turn into ghouls instead of just die from radiation poisoning, and that's low-level exposure to another MacGuffin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll yeah. find that out later. But uh, um, for but now, there's a there's a zombie. Yeah, Harold is kind of the cool. Like he's he was a big caravaner back in the day, and he gives you some like good like history of the world. He actually was around before the war because ghouls are incredibly long lived, mm-hmm. and he wasn't like around for a long time before the war. But he remembers all the chaos of it, and he's kind of got that jaded outlook. Anyway, Harold uh, talks about how. The reason he looks the way he does today is because he and a bunch of other friends has found out that there was this military base, Mariposa Military Base. They thought, you know, there's probably some good stuff to bot to loot and sell. You know that thing the character has been doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you can sympathize. Mm-hmm. And, and and they lose two of their party to automated sentry guns and traps and things like that. But he and his friend make it into the depths where they find vats of green goo. And there is some kind of accident where Harold is injured and his friend gets dunked completely in the goop, the Nickelodeon gack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he never sees his friend again. But at, after after uh, some time after his uh, escape, he starts turning into a ghoul because he was exposed to the forced evolutionary virus, which is what is a big... It's a big part of the plot of the whole series. It's a former... It was an attempt by the United States government to create super soldiers. Mm-hmm. And you do eventually start seeing the fruits of that research unrestrained in the sci-fi. Oh, oh, we lost contain- We lost control. What has science done? Mm-hmm. Um, the super mutants. Yeah. <clears throat> and... So the hub, you can do one big thing in the hub, apart from all the cool side quests, and that is, you know how your vault is running out of water, and if you really take your time dicking around, because there is a t- there is a timer, mm-hmm. you have to get the water to your vault, you can give yourself some more time by just ordering water. Like, give some guy 2,000 bottle caps and the location of your vault, and he will send a caravan of Dasani... <laughs> To your vault, and then and then the vault the vault leader looks at it and says, "God damn it, I wanted Aquafina. Like, <laughs> this is this is fantastic. What the hell's he doing out there?" Knew we should have sent one of the other two pre-made characters, <laughs> <laughs> one of which is the son of a or son or grandson of a Soviet diplomat, which means the United States and the Soviet Union were getting along just fine. Right. It was the Chinese <laughs> and their Chinese virus. <laughs> that caused the problem. Uh, oh. Anyway, the, uh, the other thing you get in the hub is a lead. There is another place called Vault 12 where you, okay, well, that's a vault. It's a place where we might find some water. The thing is, uh, Vault 12 had a little bit of a quirk. And it turns out in Vault it, it turns out this was intentional as one of those wacky science experiments. It gets, gets revealed later in the series. Uh, it's in what was once Bakersfield. You get there, and it's just all ghouls. All of them. Everyone is a ghoul. This takes place in California, by the way. Yeah, all California. California. The first and second game is completely in California. Yeah, so you uh, go out, like you get away from the coast, and it's just ghouls running around. So it's, you know, true to life. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) so the ghouls basically say, yeah, we we were all in Vault 12, and then when we tried to uh, seal 
the vault. It wouldn't seal. <laughs> so the radiation got in. Uh, it's okay, I guess. We're still alive, technically. Some of like you probably had to shoot your way through some of the feral guys. I guess that's, uh, I guess that's our fault for not keeping them pinned up. I guess, but whatever. Um, anyway, I oh, you want our vault chip? You want our water chip? Well, that's the thing. We need water too. Uh, so unless you can like fix our water pump situation, I really don't think. Okay, I got a repair skill. So. <laughs> Of course, fortunately, you see the game through isometrics, top down. So as you're walking through trying to find a way to fix their water pump, you see some <laughs> big Hulk figures hiding in a water closet <laughs> with mini guns. <laughs> and this becomes an issue. Oh, yeah, the super mutants. That's probably what you're talking about. Yeah, they kind of showed up here <laughs> looking for vault dwellers and... Uh, they shot us for a while, and then we convinced them that we actually are the vault dwellers. <laughs> so now we're under their occupation. I guess you could, if you feel like it, you could kill them, but mostly we just need water. <laughs> they mostly leave us alone. <laughs> so that's your first big clue that super mutants are a thing. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that this is another aspect of this world that like, there's giant rad scorpions, there's gangsters, raiders, there's fat casino owners, and there's hulks with mini guns. <laughs> so you uh, fix the water pump and you get a water chip because they don't need it anymore. And, okay, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. You go back home. Overseer says, oh, let me install this sucker. Yep, it works. It works. Job well done. Oh, so what you see? See anything cool out there? Oh, you saw some super mutants? And they had heavy ordnance? You know what? I think, you know what? We need someone to go out there and investigate that. Look who just volunteered himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you got to go back out into the wasteland and start, you know, doing some detective work. Mm-hmm. So you got your, <laughs> yeah. you got your deer stalker and your uh, magnifying glass. <laughs> so you go to following these comically large <laughs> footprints. <laughs> so like you go to the boneyard, which is L.A. And you find the followers of the apocalypse, who are basically anarcho-syndicalist punks. I love L.A. in this game. I like, know. It's called the Boneyard. Yeah. Like, it's this perfect, like, <laughs> dude, it's it's totally, like, the, the rest of the game is this very, like, modern look on post-apocalyptic, and then you get to the Boneyard, and it's 100% fucking Road Warrior. Yeah. And, like, it, it just, it screams dingy heavy metal. <laughs> like, it, it's got this great, I, I believe there's a lot of neon signs. Yeah. Um, it, it's great. It's, uh, dude, the imagery of LA in this game is just <laughs> fucking perfect. Like Cuervo Jones and Kurt Russell are having a basketball match somewhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi looks in his rear view mirror and sees Kurt Russell swimming, surfing towards him. <laughs> anyway. One of these uh, characters, like one of these characters, like tells you that there's another cult, and like any good fringe leftist group, they know exactly what's going on before anyone else does. <laughs> like there's this, ch- like the children, the, uh, like we followers of the apocalypse are all about preserving knowledge and helping people, but these guys are a little weird, so we we have an agent infiltrating them. And these children, they're like they're they're up to something. They're in like they're in like this weird cathedral. And then the, the I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's you also like find some. There's also another group of people, the Lost Hills Bunker. And there's people in power armor with really cool guns, mm-hmm. or at least one. And he's kind of a nice guy, to be honest. I mean, you show up, 
You're like, oh, hey, what, 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 uh, yeah, what, uh, you state your business, I guess. We don't get too many visitors. <laughs> so, what are, so, okay, so you, got, you guys look pretty cool. What's your deal? Oh, uh, we're the Brotherhood of Steel. We're dedicated to preserving uh, civilization and protecting technology. Can I join? Oh, um, <laughs> let me ask. Uh, this is above my pay grade, man. I just work here. <laughs> so he comes back out like, okay, you must go on a holy quest <laughs> to the glow. And bring back a sacred artifact. Okay, that's fine. I've, look, I've been I've been collecting sacred artifacts <laughs> all day. That's fine. So you go to the glow, and there's just it's shrouded by corpses. It's ground zero of one of the nukes, <laughs> it's, isn't it's it? It's one of the nukes. Yeah. There is a crater. <laughs> so you go. So you just hop yourself up on anti radiation drugs and rappel down into this place, constantly taking radiation damage. Grab the thing and bring it back. Like, dude, what the. F- <laughs> Holy shit, he made it. Okay, I guess we have to let him in. <laughs> so, like, one thing... Well, okay, so this is where part where Fallout and Fallout 3 really kind of diverge because the people in the Brotherhood of Steel just tried to murder you for no real reason other than just get, to get rid of you. To get rid of you. Literally you, you just were annoying. You, away. you were annoying, mm-hmm. but now that you're in... <laughs> They kept their word, and every one of them has a personality. There's Vree, the scribe, and for like what, like you know how these '90s games they have that like flavor text that they'll just say like "see any elves?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Only with her, it's uh, that's a great day for learning. Oh well, okay, that tells us her character. She's a scribe, mm-hmm. uh, and she has been doing autopsies on these super mutants, which is handy. We need to know more about these yeah. things. Uh, well, they've been heavily mutated, but they are—they were anyway—human. Uh, very strong. They tend to be very strong, and at least some of them, also quite intelligent. But they're all sterile. And that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And she gives you a disc with that information, just for reference. And um, as you're investigating your other leads, just trying to figure out who these super mutants are, where they're coming from. You get power armor when you join the Brotherhood oh, of Steel, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, you do. I'm yeah, sorry. So <laughs> the they, power um, armor. They, if uh, you're a coward and use power armor as opposed to the robes <laughs> that just... <laughs> if you don't wear the Mad Max jacket, yeah. you just ain't cut into Fallout, baby. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's uh, two in- places of interest where super mutants are being sighted. One of them is a military base, which you can recruit the Brotherhood of Steel to attack with, which is cool. <laughs> It is cool. <laughs> uh, it's got like good. I w- I wouldn't take any of your followers with you. Though. Oh yeah, You're, they're gonna die. They're going to die, especially the dog. You need to tell. You need. The, you need to basically throw d- rocks at the dog. Get out of Get here! Out here. You, Get don't, out of here! I don't. Don't want you understand, you, you stupid mud? I don't want you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone in the Brotherhood of Steel is tripping landmines. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. Some guy's walking by with his intestines hanging out. And you're just having a passionate moment with your dog. <laughs> I can't take you where I'm going. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you make it into... You, make, you, you push past all these super mutants, and you find the lieutenant, who was incredibly well-spoken despite looking like an ogre. Bro, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh... Oh, you are fine stock. Fine English stock. It's good to meet a fellow gentleman. You will make us... He does have an English accent, yeah, doesn't he? I you, forgot about you that. You will make an exquisite, <laughs> exquisite addition to our army. You must be a vault dweller. No radiation. 
No, yes, yes, the FEV virus will work exactly as intended. You will be more in every way. <laughs> Would you like to join us, good sir? And if you say yes, you just get dunked in the goo. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see a super mutant army rage your vault right. <laughs> to force everyone into the super mutant army because you ratted them out. <laughs> like, look, he had a good accent. What was I going to do? <laughs> he told me I'd make a great super mutant. Uh, he, uh, you know what? You know what, Overseer? You never said anything cool about me. <laughs> you never gave me any compliments. You just sent me out in the desert with a pistol and a flare. <laughs> a flare which I had to sell to get a rope. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you, kill, you you destroy that base, and then you go to the cathedral where super mutants have a false front, where there's a, like a human religion. They're like, hey, hey you know, does, does your life suck? <laughs> because of course it does. <laughs> like, you live in the Fallout universe 84 years after the nuclear war. Shady Sands isn't the NCR yet. There's not really a whole lot of law and order. Yes, my life does suck. It's kind of it's what like, churches do in this era. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you lack fulfillment? Is, are, is there something you want but do not have? Is there some intangible need? <laughs> it's, it's the Ron White bit. Well, are you sitting on a beanbag naked right. eating Cheetos? <laughs> yes, well, sir. Well, join our group. I mean, we, we don't do anything nefarious. Some people join us and never get seen again. <laughs> but that's because they've ascended. Well, can't Seems argue with reasonable. that. Seems reasonable. Yeah. So, of course, one of the followers of the apocalypse like takes you into a, a, a storage room. Like, look, I found a key that goes to some kind of elevator. Uh, good luck. <laughs> so, um, throughout the entire game, you've seen that humanity is kind of on its back foot, but it is recovering. Mm-hmm. Like, the people who leave the vaults, things don't always go very well. Some of them turn to ghouls, but most of them just get eaten by... A death claw, or they starve, or get succumb to radiation poisoning, but they're hanging on. Mm-hmm. Super mutants, on the other hand, are on the upswing. They don't have any problems at all, except for the fact they can't reproduce naturally, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the fact that in order to create an intelligent super mutant, you need to have someone without exposure to the weakened version of the FEV virus, which went everywhere after the war. Mm-hmm. You need a Someone who is completely pure to get the pure stuff, to get the cool Vault dwellers. Yeah, you need vault dwellers. And as you are sneaking your way or shooting your way (laughs) through the super mutants, you come to a very long, goopy hallway, and you meet the master. Now, the master is... the, The backstory is he was Harold's friend who managed to get out of the Nickelodeon gack. Mm. And he became... And due to his you don't have heavy, to hear the story from Harold, by the way. That yeah. You should note that. You, yeah. don't, you he, don't ever have to connect this guy to a random NPC, he which is beautiful flavor. You just kind of piece it together as you go. You beautiful, out, beautiful flavor. Uh, he doesn't look like anything. He just kept mutating over and over again. Over time, he started injecting himself to mutate more because he found, like, he was intelligent before. He was a philosopher and a scientist, mm-hmm. Renaissance man. And right. now that he's super intelligent, he's thinking even faster. And now he has grafted himself to a computer system at an old military base <laughs> that he has built a cathedral on top of. That's another thing is this is just beautiful, classic 50 sci fi. This is just yeah. pure dime store novel. And that's what I love about Fallout 1 compared to Fallout 3. Yeah. And. 
you come across this horrifying. Uh, he's got like a human face, an eyeball, and a stock, and there's like a computer <laughs> stating binary, and in very a very pleasant tone of voice, one of four that he has. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. He just uh, he calmly approached this guy on a, on his little pedestal, and he says, "So what will it be? Will you join the unity, or will you die here?" And it's. It's Winnie the Pooh telling you this. I know it's be- it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's Winnie the Pooh and some female act- voice actress. I don't remember her name, but they're all good. He, like most, it's hard to get one voice actor for a game. A good voice actor. They gave the master four, and they're all killing it. They're, <laughs> they're all. all they killing gave the master it. two with two different sets of By voice the way, lines. This yeah. game came out in ninety five, ninety six, something like that. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the fact that these were good voice actors for this computer game. That's incredible. And like, because we all saw Command and Conquer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got like, the master has several personalities. Like, he has different brains. He has, he's always thinking from different angles because he is, he's assimilated other creatures, other humans as part of his experiments. But now he is just the master and he is leading a new civilization of super mutants capable of dealing with the wasteland. Like, uh, you, like, if you, and this is the part where the game really starts to diverge sharply from the approach that Fallout 3 takes. Because there's no percentage, there's no speech check with 100% saying, convince him to kill himself. Right. That's your goal, but you need to figure out what could make him doubt himself. You have to role play. Like, this is and the- you're given a lot of options. Oh, yeah. Like, there's not just, like, three options on the screen. Like, there's a this lot. Is good old-fashioned Black Isle, eight different things to choose. And there's a very particular set of them you need to hit, because if you piss him off, he will just kill you. Mm-hmm. His, his patience is running thin, because he's the smartest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. He's got it figured out. He doesn't understand why you, you're, you're being so uh, negative Nancy about his plan of converting all of humanity into super mutants and sterilizing those who refuse to ensure a homogenous super mutant world. <laughs> and like, Oh, I, the sterilization was on purpose. I forgot about uh, that. It is, uh, well, it's sterilization or death. Like he right. doesn't want to kill every human, but he doesn't want them breeding. Right. As long as there are differences, we will tear ourselves apart fighting each other. And I love that part where he, like, he'll, he'll have angry voice lines stuttered in between calm and utterly collected, and then mm. like, occasionally you'll get like female voice lines in between that when he's feeling particularly emotive. It's great, and it's really impacting. It, it is. It, it really is. Like, who else is going to rebuild the world? The normals? They're the ones that brought the world to this. The ghouls? Ha! Only the super mutants can fix this. And you have to convince... Uh, you can't talk him down on moral grounds. He's already come to grips with the yeah. fact that he thinks this is necessary. Mm-hmm. You have to convince him that his plan is flawed. <laughs> and it's not as simple as giving him the disc. Because you give him the disc that says that mutants are sterile, he can he says it's a forgery. So you have to ask Fake news. Yeah, it's for fake news. You have to ask <laughs> him you, you have to ask your ask a super mutant female if she or anyone else has gotten pregnant in the decades that you have been doing this. He says this is a reasonable request, and he realizes that there have been no live births in his super mutant army. 
and that is when he just immediately starts breaking down. Yeah, that's the correct. That, and that's such a good angle to go for. It's very Phoenix Wright. And it's like he's yeah. he's going to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> Objection. <laughs> like, can you can you prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that there's been a pregnant female super mutant? <laughs> it cannot be. That would mean that all my work has been for nothing. Everything a failure. It can't be. Be 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 be. It's so good. That descending crescendo of female and male voice lines getting sadder and more defeated. And and then I I don't think I can continue to have done the things I have done in the name of progress and healing. It was madness. I see that now. Madness. Madness. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's it's, it's really a touching moment, too. It really is. He, he like I, I can't I can't keep doing this. Uh, you could try to cheer him up, and that's kind of funny. Like, dude, maybe you just need to work harder on the super mutants. You know what? You're right. I need specimens. Thank you. You've really you really you really saved my bacon there. And he tries to kill you. No, you just need to you you one just let him talk. Like I I I'm I I gotta end. I'm going to end this. Get out of here. Leave while you still have hope. That, that, like okay, so you have just confronted the ideology that's driving everything in the background. The super mutants aren't in your face from the beginning. They're pretty hidden. Mm-hmm. You had to figure them out. Then you had to figure out why they're doing what they're doing. And then you have to confront it either by killing everything or just explaining why it's doomed. <laughs> and when you do descri- it, convince the guy who's got it all figured out that, that he does not, in fact, have it all figured out, that there's a critical flaw and he <sighs> everything he's been working towards, everything he's done, atrocities in the name of, is doomed, He's immediately broken to the point where he's just going to destroy himself and the whole and the whole project. And he tells you to leave while you still have hope. It's it's a super interesting last boss because you don't fight him. You don't, not necessarily. And this is a game where combat can be a huge part of the game, and it's a very fun combat. Yeah. And it, it, it normally when games do this sort of thing, you feel defeated doing it, but it just feels right for the game for to have come to this. And what's most important about defeating this boss in this way is that what his last interaction with you is to tell you to save yourself. Like, uh, he doesn't even think that humans have a chance. He just wants to preserve that little stupid idealistic spark in you. Yep. He's that leftist who looks at a 17-year-old who thinks he can change the world, make everything a better place. Leave. <laughs> Leave Twitter while you still have hope. <laughs> <laughs> It was madness. Madness. <laughs> <laughs> like some 17-year-old on Twitter, like, look, there's a lot of Democrats in Kentucky. We can really, we can really make a difference here. Leave. <laughs> Leave while you still have hope. <laughs> so y- uh, you leave, and he destroys the cathedral, and the super mutants are scattered to the four winds. Uh, your vault is safe. You have water, and there's not a super mutant army ready to turn them all into the Incredible Hulk. And so you go uh, home. Yeah, you go home. Uh, and this is my favorite oh video God. game ending 
almost. In fact, I think this might be my one of my favorite endings to a Western video game ever. The overseer is so proud of you. I, you could really see it in his voice. Like, like he's exasperated beyond belief. Like of, of all the things you've done, everything you've seen, and as he's talking about how proud he is of you, he's working himself up to his primal fear. Everyone will want to talk to you. They'll want to. They'll want to see the things you've seen. Do the things you've done. They'll want to leave the vault. You just gave us back all these lives. I can't risk losing them. I'm sorry. It's it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> it, it, you saved us, but you'll destroy us. You're a hero, and you have to leave. It, it's a great, great ending. It, it, like I said, it's, it might be my favorite ending to a Western game. Well, uh, I guess Ghost of Tsushima occupies a very yeah, odd yeah. space there. <laughs> but um, it, it, it's very much... Uh, actually, wow, there's actually shades of that there because at the end of Ghost of Tsushima, spoiler alert, uh, when Lord Shimmer, has, he's ordered by the Shogun to kill you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says like he has to preserve the honor of Tsushima and Jin's like, and my head is the cost. And Shimmer's like, your head is my punishment, Jin. <laughs> like, it... it, it, it it's really cool when you, a video game or any art, but video game feels more visceral because you're playing this character mm-hmm. when they get set up a situation where an ally has no choice but to combat you, and it's just extremely emotional. And like, of course, the vault the vault leader doesn't combat you. You you, you sort of leave with you know you can't but, you can kill him if you're quick enough on the draw, or if you have the bloody mess perk, I think, or if you have a low reputation, really or karma. It will really? automatically it'll automatically trigger. Um. But there's like you can't get back in the vault. Like you can like get revenge. Like you can spitefully kill the guy who's banishing you. Right. And then you just walk into the wasteland. That's just like the, that final CGI, that iconic scene of the lone vault dweller. And it's still iconic to Fallout, even in this new Bethesda era. That that image of the uh, the guy with a Vault Thirteen dweller like, leaving your head, looking down at your feet, just going nowhere in particular. And it's uh. And, and compare and contrast that ending to the ending <laughs> of Fallout Three. Oh my God! It. Do you have like uh, like? It, you're the instigator of a lot in Fallout One. Like you're not the prime person, but you are. You're taking an active part in the story. You're the spark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you have been told to go investigate the super mutants, and that is the you've got the like. There are people who are investigating this, but you're the guy getting the followers of the apocalypse and the Brotherhood of Steel thinking in the same direction, Mm -hmm. looking at this as not just a curiosity of the wasteland, but a tangible threat. Mm -hmm. So you're, like, building uh, something that was already there. Mm -hmm. In Fallout 3, your dad just happens to be behind a water (laughs) purification (laughs) project, and he's had this whole grand adventure, and everyone really respects him, and they really like your ability to shoot things. I mean, like... Like, you don't have any idea. You don't have an ideology. You're not doing anything. You're just like being told to do things by different people while they do things. Like you, <laughs> you follow your dad to a water purification project. Enclaves show up out of nowhere. You're not, you're not given any indication that they're a thing, right? And, and then they show up and they kill your dad. Well, they killed your dad. You must want revenge really bad, huh? I, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so like let's go talk to the Brotherhood of Steel who are they 
oh, they live in the Pentagon. Oh yeah, I ran into those guys. They didn't talk to me. Well, don't worry, I can speak and I can speak to them because I know I, I, they they know me. They know me. <laughs> and it turns out Brother Steel are all good guys. They don't try to. <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of dicks, right? Like there's no depth to any of them. They're less, uh, they're they're less brutalistic, uh, cult and more uh, jocks. Yeah, um, and like they're, they're, like there's no real like there's lions like the daughter of the leader or something like that, and that's all they're like. In in the first game, all of them have like a unique personality. The door guard isn't really that mean. He just sends you out on the death mission because of what he was told to do. He's kind of a doofus, right? Then you go inside and there's like a drill sergeant. What the Bloody, bloody hell are you doing here? <laughs> but in there, it's just lions like, okay, all right, guys, since you've made it to this part of the game, here's what's going on. Uh, we're going to fight the Enclave, and we're going to build this robot, and, we're gonna, and you're going to follow the robot. And the robot's going to do all the hard work. Don't even worry about it. Don't even, don't even worry about getting, getting any kills in the last part of this game. The robot's going to take you where you need to go. Okay, now that you've followed the pointer to where the water... To, like, there's a computer. You need to, you need to, you need to press a button. <laughs> oh, but first... First, you need to face Colonel Autumn and, of course, President Eden. And you know how in the Fallout, the first Fallout game, you have to convince uh, the Master in a very roundabout way, several times, slowly break down his worldview. And uh, <laughs> Fallout 3, you just say, hey, you know what's cool? <laughs> Killing yourself. <laughs> ah, I suppose it is. <laughs> very well. I'll put an end to the enclave. <laughs> By the way, Colonel Autumn is up to something. He doesn't like my plan to kill everyone in the wasteland. <laughs> his, his, like, and because uh, the master, like you said, that's just a beautiful way they did that. And the one in Fallout Three just feels like a poorly handled Saren. Like that's what it feels <laughs> like. Like because with Saren, it was still cool. Yeah. They um look, I, I've done the thinking on this, and this is the only way we're going to survive. Mm-hmm. But in the Enclave, it's like, I don't like ghouls, and I don't like mutants, and I don't like humans that have slightly mutated DNA. I, I don't care how white they look. They are thugs, and, I mu- and they must die. <laughs> you and literally, you literally, <laughs> the line is literally, okay, man, why don't you just fucking kill yourself? <laughs> I am taking that po- poison. I'll, I'll I'll fulfill your plan, but you should still kill yourself. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and Colonel Autumn is rebelling against this plan of genocide, <laughs> but you can't bring that up with him. <laughs> you don't know what his plans are. It it seems like he just really wants the water purification project to have an American flag made in the USA stamped on it instead of being that liberal Liam Neeson. <laughs> doing but like the, like, you're, like when you meet colonel autumn what does he say when you walk in that door you again <laughs> so what will it be do you join the unity or do you die here record scratch <laughs> you again <laughs> what the what ah <laughs> uh, Wait, didn't you, like, get stuck in a radiation chamber? I stabbed myself with a needle, so I'm okay. <laughs> uh, by the way, okay, Colonel Autumn. Uh, well, I won. I win, you lose. Oh, God. <laughs> Dang it. He's got us, boys. Let's leave. <laughs> it's 
terrible. It's Fallout <laughs> Three was our preview of Skyrim, is what it was. It's um, awful. It, uh, I, I, I guess I guess you win. I guess I'm gonna go. And then like. Uh, you can shoot him in the head as he's walking out, but lions will still say, oh, "I guess it's not. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that you let him go. You're such a good person because of your car." <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just lying headless on the ground. <laughs> uh, but then, there, then comes that thing we were talking about earlier, alluding to, where you someone needs to press the irradiated button. Does it make any sense? <sighs> you have a suit. <laughs> You have a super mutant. One of the one of the only good parts of that game was getting that super mutant because mm-hmm. it's like a vault without arrows pointing everywhere. It's like a maze. You have to figure out the story of that vault, get the geck or whatever to purify the water. And and that, that mutant's really cool. He's one of the intelligent he's the only intelligent super mutant in the game. The only sense yep. that there's more to the super mutants than just hordes to sh- to gun down. Yeah. And he actually has a reason to like be in the East Coast. <laughs> As opposed to the others who were just right. there. Because, you know, it's been 200 years and we can't think of anything different or new. It has to be something from the first games to recognize. Like, people need to know that we're cool. People need to know we played the cool game. So we put the things from the cool game literally it. into the new game. And I, I remember when I heard about Fallout 3 and that Bethesda was doing, I was like, they're going to do this shit. And everyone's like, bro, you're just being negative. You're just being negative. And now all of you hate it. Uh, you all do. To be fair, they didn't have the NCR. Like, hi, we're the NCR. Oh, yeah, we're based out of uh, D.C., obviously. <laughs> we're the new California Republic. Oh, do you have like a operate? Uh, yeah, we have a branch in California. It's not important. It's pretty lame, to be honest. <laughs> No, we're the cool guys. I mean, you know how the Brothers of Steel are kind of jerks in the first game for some reason? Well, they're cool. We fixed that problem. <laughs> we fixed that problem. We're completely, unabashedly the good guys. Um, but yeah. Fall- but yeah, you have a mutant that you can press this button with no immunity, side Immunity, in fact, healed by radiation. Yep. And uh, his reasoning, his reasoning for why you still have to hit the button... <laughs> It, no, <laughs> I will not rob you of your destiny. That's it. That's it. I could throw a I could open the door. I'll throw a rock <laughs> or I'll just jam myself up with a bunch of radiation drugs and walk myself back out. And it doesn't even feel powerful when he says it. It doesn't. It, it just feels like I like, just say you you're got, what Spock in Breath yeah. of Khan went into the engine room. Beautiful, gorgeous scene. I cry every time I watch mm-hmm. it because Spock knows, yes, I'll die, but that means no one else has to die. <laughs> Literally, no one gets hurt if this mutant does it. He will walk out feeling better than he had before he walked in. I had a sinus headache. <laughs> Cleared right up. No, my fingers are too fat. <laughs> I would have accepted that. <laughs> it's a better reason than the one that My gave. fingers are too fat. It's like this. It's like a soap opera where there's like a. It's it's like a, like a soap opera where there's a doctor who needs to perform a, a really complicated surgery that only he can do. But then he says, "I can't. I have hook hands." <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can't. It's your destiny. It's the one thing about your character that's important that you're going that you are willing to kill yourself to push a button. It's the lamest. Don't it, uh, hang on. Is it worse than Mass Effect 3's ending? I, 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 I feel so. like it is. I think so. I think so. I mean, because I, this one didn't even try to... Why I, did... They, I mean, they, they did, didn't have to write it that way. They, they did release DLC to f- make you live. I never played it because I stopped playing it for 
Oh, in uh, Fallout Three. Yeah, like some like broken whatever. There was some kind of because uh, Mass Effect Three did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Shepard yeah. Shepard yeah, takes yeah, a sharp yeah. breath. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, like, <laughs> I kind of I would have been okay with a DLC where it's like literally just Fox going and pressing a button with no fanfare, <laughs> <laughs> and everything was good. At, or and for some reason the Lone Wanderer poisoned everyone. <laughs> Including himself, because he was emphatically not born and bred in a vault. So he would have died with everyone else. But, uh. yeah, it's... um. The recap, Fallout 1, beautiful game. Fallout 3, <laughs> irredeemable. It's... Uh, and, like, things we'll see... Like, we'll see in Fallout 2 a proper way to build on a universe like that. And that is to build on it. Mm. Not just recreate it, but, you know, build on it. And uh, we will talk to you guys about Fallout 2 next week. Yeah, yeah. Fallout 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is I played these when I was very young. Don, uh-huh. you probably know more about the main story than I did, because Fallout 2, I literally fucked around. Yeah, Fallout 2, I think I played that. I, I replayed it because I had the same thing, where I bought it in college on, for $10 because it was a Walmart, mm-hmm. and I was uh, I was on a budget, and that was a budgeted game. <laughs> it also yeah. came with Tactics. No, that was the first time I'd ever played Tactics. Oh, Tactics is sick. Yeah. Tactics <laughs> is sick. But, um, guys, we're going to see you next week where we're talking about Fallout 2. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. It's, it's very good to be back. I am. The monologues are coming back, guys. They are. Uh, I, I just, I can't. I, I, there's no more bow to give right now. Um, but that there will be soon. And uh, if you guys feel bad about missing them, trust me when I tell you it sucks even worse not doing them. It really does. I feel bad, but we're going to get it back to you guys. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Discord is always a great place to reach us. We're always active on Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don has several channels that he's uh, <laughs> taking a very active role on, and it's very enjoyable. Um, the Patreon links are still there, and uh, the merchandise is still up for sale. I still think that shirt's cool as hell. Uh, the only reason I'm not wearing it is because it's dirty. Um, I yeah. wouldn't have it otherwise. Um, but most of, most of all, uh, damn, it's good to be talking to you guys about video games again. We'll see you next week.